0: So hello everyone, welcome to the First Love Podcast. We're continuing today with my conversation with Megan. And we stopped last time where we'd gotten through the love verse time of the weekend. So we want to continue now with the next part that happens on especially these longer weekends. We do this session called Overcoming the Conditional Mindset. But we refer to it often as the measuring stick teaching because we actually use yardsticks. But mostly it's about this fact that we're born and raised to believe that we're loved or not based on us, whether we deserve it or not. That we get what we deserve. And the really hard part is that over the course of our lives, people will make judgments of us, but in doing so, those become labels of shame. They become labels of identity, negative labels, painful labels. And the hardest part is that we begin to own those things, those statements, those words, as though they are absolute truth. And so the purpose of the exercise is that we ultimately write those things out on the stick where we just want to say, God, this is the stuff I've been listening to, and I want to be set free from. And then we break the sticks, and we have this great prayer time, and I don't want to take too much time to describe it. But it's very powerful. So I want to pick it up because, Megan, if you just share, again, just the stick part in terms of what it meant to you, and especially, again, our friend who's in our group and how it impacted him— Because then that's going to set up where the final thing is that I asked everybody to write this thing called a god sighting, And so it was that that Megan did that kind of triggered so much of this was then she started to see how this whole thing was coming together to bring incredible healing in her heart. So again, you want to pick it up, Megan, where you came in and it was your turn to share what was on your stick. And let's go from there.
1: This gentleman in our group was really angry from talking in our group earlier and hearing more descriptions of things that had happened in my childhood and the pains. And he wrote on his stick the pains and measurements that I had mentioned and the pains and measurements that he felt in his heart for himself and for his family and as a father and was so eager to break that stick (laughs) for us. And it was so wonderful to see someone actually want to do that for me, to take that away and on my stick, I wrote all of the shames and the ways that I had clung to those measurements that had been held against me.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which we heard a little bit even in your, the antonyms in your yes thing, you know, that you were called stupid and annoying or whatever. A nuisance. A nuisance, that's what the word was. A bother. So, and again, what's amazing, you guys, is sometimes people will fill up the yardstick. When they write all this stuff on, some even ask, I'm out of room, and they'll write down the little thin edge. It's awful, the amount of stuff that has been said to harm us. And I guess the other thing, if I remember right, Megan, was that he also expressed this kind of righteous anger, this fatherly anger, like, how dare, how dare someone speak to another human being, and especially a father to a daughter, in that way, that he was incensed. you know, it, was, it was pretty profound, right, if I remember? He was
1: mad at you, too, oh, because yeah. <laughs> you didn't both just take up arms and go find this guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what he told me later. He was mad at me, like, we should go and find this guy and do something about this, you know? <laughs>
1: yes. So then... From there, we do the exercise where we have the God sightings.
0: Right. So the God sighting, you guys, is what happens is that, again, if you're new, especially, the two exercises that are a normal part of my everyday life and that I share with others and see if they want to make it theirs is that you spend time – Hearing God speak to you through a verse, you do this synonym antonym thing so that the Holy Spirit finds other kinds of words that help you to really, really hear his heart for you. But the other thing we call God sightings, and it's called God sighting because John said, no one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only Jesus, who's from the Father's side has made him known. And that by the Spirit, Jesus still wants to make himself visible, God be visible to us through our loving interactions. And so the goal is that you look back over the day you try to remember what kind of loving interaction did you have with someone. And then essentially, there's just two things you do. You give thanks to the Lord first for what you experienced. But the real moving part is part two, where based on this verse, Matthew 7, 11, where Jesus said, which of you fathers and mothers, if your son or daughter asked for bread, would give him a stone. If they asked for a fish, would give him a snake. If you, though you were imperfect, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more do I, your Father in heaven? give good gifts to you. Well, using that as a reference is that then we hear the Lord say, if you could love that way, or if so-and-so could love you that way, that's my love for you and so much more, or if they would love you that way, how much more do I love you that way? And here's the other thing, Megan, I don't know if you were going to say it, but I'm going to bring it up, was that So, I gave them the assignment at the end of Saturday night, and I knew they'd have a little time on Sunday morning. So, we're sitting at breakfast, and there's a few people that said, Oh, yeah, we got to go do this god sighting exercise. And Megan, you said, Well, I did it, and I shredded it. And I'm sitting at the table going, Oh, God. (laughs) What's happening, you know? And I was up at 5.30 walking that morning, and you came to my mind in the last half mile where I said, Lord, Megan's been so vulnerable, guard her heart, protect her. And so to come in and hear you say that at breakfast, I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. And there's only two people in our group where I go, well, there's one who's not doing it. So, oh, God. So we get to group, and the other gal, she went first. And then suddenly Megan says, I'll go. And I'm thinking, okay, what is she going to do now? So why don't you pick it up from there, (laughs) Megan?
1: I shredded the first one because I wrote it with the concept in my mind that it had to be positive, something positive. And I wanted so desperately to be positive. But Saturday night, after all of the things that we had talked about and all of the feelings that had come out – I was heavy hearted. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote this very fluffy, positive God sighting, mm. but it wasn't real.
0: Yeah, it wasn't authentic.
1: No, it was for show to say that I did the assignment. Mm. So I shredded it because I... Well, then
0: good for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks. What I did write, ultimately, after I prayed and God just gave me the words, is this. Father God... How can I thank you enough for providing a safe environment for me to share and shed my shame? You placed me in a group where I had no fear of gossip or judgment so that I could bear my heartache, a heartache so profound that it would touch the heart of the fathers in my group, and especially the heart of this gentleman, this kind-hearted gentleman in my group. You contradicted my beliefs that men and fathers are just self-centered self-serving and narcissists thank you god for revealing such a strong reaction from this man Mm -hmm. when he heard my prayer today he wept he displayed a powerful anger and i could visibly see that my story had somehow broken his own heart thank you mighty father for validating my pain and my own broken heart through a man that i did not even know a week ago and through a man a father no less with whom I would never have even been so bare and raw with truth. I wanted to have a joyful thanks to simply write and appreciate, and now I realize that I have carried so much weight, my load has been too heavy to feel or really experience joy, true joy. When that man in my group broke that measuring stick for both of us yesterday, I felt love and no longer alone in my pain and brokenheartedness. Thank you, Lord, for showing me how much more you love me through the action of strangers. Awesome.
0: So there's the thanks part, which I got to tell you, my jaw hit the floor. When Megan read that, I'm like, whoa, God, she caught it. She saw what you were doing for her through us in group. Now, here's the listening to the Lord speak back, how much more. So, Megan, share that with us.
1: Megan. When you feel pain or brokenhearted, how much more do I feel hurt, wounded, and brokenhearted? How much more? I am your Heavenly Father, and when you ache, I ache exponentially. I, your Father, am angry that this world could cause so much pain for you, so much suffering. When your heart or spirit is broken, how much more is my own heart broken for you, I've sent you here to show you, through my children, that you no longer have to carry this weight and you no longer have to endure situations that are unsafe or unholy to survive. When you don't feel safe, I feel angry because I am your gentle father. I love you and want you to know joy and freedom. I rejoice in seeing the weight and shame lifted. I rejoice in taking your pain and replacing it with my love and safety. Because you are my child, and you are my love, my precious pearl, and you are not alone.
0: Yeah, thank you, Father. So good. Well, at that point, I got up off my chair, and I came over and knelt down beside her and put my arm around her. And then we invited our gentleman friend to read it to her, as well as my co-facilitator, And again, it was just so precious. And then, Megan, I don't know if you remember, it just made me weep. And I just sat there beside you, just crying and crying and crying with the Lord's heart for you. And so again, there was just one more amazing, amazing moment. And to hear him as a father, and we discovered later that in his own telling of his story, he'd gotten married when he was young, and that marriage didn't work out, had a daughter in that marriage and he felt so much pain over that falling apart and rarely getting to see her. Well, we discovered that Megan's is just one year older than that daughter. And so for him, it was like this opportunity to love on a daughter the way he didn't even have a chance to for that other daughter, but he could do it for this one. And at the same time, how much more? And then even pointing out to Megan, I love that other way of saying it, Megan, look, that's my love for you. And so much more. Look at Mark. Look at Judy. Look at him. Look at the other gal in your group, who was also crying during this thing, too. We wiped out several Kleenex boxes. (laughs) But especially to just say, look, look at what God's face looks like over you. Not just his words, but his heart, his emotion, his expression. It was so powerful. Well, Megan then sent me an email kind of summarizing all this stuff I just want you to hear the whole thing put together now as a final testimony to what she experienced. And then we're going to actually do one more podcast since I've got her here. We're having fun together. The other really remarkable thing is that for a lot of folks, they have to go home to a family and to job and whatever else. And Megan's single, and she just moved to the area, so not a lot of friends. Monday, she goes to work, and she ends up discovering she loses her job. And so now the last two weeks, she's been without a job, and so she's had time on her hands. And the things that she has done since the weekend because of what God's done in her heart—so that's going to be next week's podcast of just hearing, letting her share with you the amazing things that God has done already through her in just a couple of weeks because she was loved first— But let's finish out this time. I want you to hear her share the testimony that she wrote to me, where this stuff all comes together.
1: Dear Mark, I woke this morning feeling lighter and hopeful. Praise God. Thank you for your patience, love, voice, adoration, and obedience to God. These attributes are your ministry, and what a powerful and refreshing ministry you have. God has used you to speak to my heart in a way that I am still grappling to articulate to those who were not there. I am in deep prayer for the conversations with God to continue, as you have shown me to be possible. On paper, it looks so easy, and yet, in practice, it's hard work. I'm ready for this hard work because God, you, and Judy have equipped me. Thank you. Mm -hmm. When I saw your heart break for me as I spoke of my painful past— I heard God tell me that his heart breaks for me even more. When you held me while Judy read my prayer, I felt the warm, strong, and tender-hearted arms of God embrace me with love and fierceness. I went to First Loved, hoping to meet people because I felt so alone. While yes, I did meet people and wonderful people, I see now that people will never tap into my isolation. And because of that, God showed up in a big, bold, and beautiful way to meet me, my heart, and my needs. Through you, He showed me that not only is He here to meet me, He also came to say, How much more am I here for you today and every day? The power of that message will never die, grow old, or lose its brilliance. God has been so generous towards me that I see how very much He tells me that I am worthy. I never knew this, I never ever knew this. All of my life, I have struggled to measure up. Mm -hmm. I know now that when my brain shifts towards that measuring stick, I can say no. Mm -hmm. I am worthy because I belong to God and he loves me more than any measurement or comparison. By the grace of God and divine prayer, I found myself in a small group that challenged the beliefs that had unfortunately been infused into my life. When I heard you and that gentleman speak about the love you have for your wives and your children, that was so foreign to me. It was unimaginable that two men could be so present and kind and caring towards their families. Life had taught me to expect men to be narcissistic, uncaring, self-involved, not husbands and fathers who spoke with love, compassion, and excitement about their families. I really needed to see this because I now know that is how I also perceived our Heavenly Father. I didn't even really know this until just this morning as I sat down to write this in prayer and reflection on all that God has revealed to me. The best part is, God isn't mad. He's not mad at these notions that I had about Him. I would have expected Him to be angry at me for limiting and judging Him according to the sins of the world. But no, he once again wrapped his mighty arms around me and said, I am here for you and I value who you are and tell my kingdom that Megan is my child of God and she is mine and makes my heart burst with joy. Yeah. I am still in awe yeah. of this realization and new God reality. <laughs> my brain wants to doubt and not believe, and yet my heart knows that this message is for me. I am stunned Can one be stunned by enormous and powerful love? I totally am. Mark, if ever there is a day that you doubt your ministry should grow, you call me. (laughs) I will remind you that this world needs a man like you to reveal the simple truth that we are first loved and that it is by his gentle and generous love that we can truly love. Thank you for your faithfulness to the love of God's word and his abundant grace. Love in Christ. Megan.
0: Oh man, <laughs> you guys, it doesn't get any more fun than that to realize what God's done through you and through your life. And, and I had to laugh when Megan wrote that line, you call me. <laughs> <laughs> you call me. <laughs> I was like, it felt like she got her finger like, you call me. Well, anyway, you could hear it in Megan's heart and voice, the profound stuff that God can do in a heart just on a weekend. We given the opportunity to reveal himself through words and especially through actions in this case it was so profound so beautiful friends i'm just so glad you're getting to hear it from megan herself and just the power of god's love to change a life and so we're going to pick this up in the next podcast and i know it's going to bless your heart so god bless and may you see the good in all that happens today